morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes, so make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. morning bitches and welcome back to wellness for real your favorite podcast it's your girl marlena i'm here with skylar hello what's up skylar how you doing i'm good how are you i'm good um had a well you know i'm back from vacation this week and like getting back like into it after you've been like having so much fun and drinking and doing all the things can be a little tough yeah that no I'm doing really good how you doing I'm okay I'm feeling a little sad today but that's not really abnormal because I do have depression (laughs) so that girl I'm really just trying to get back into regular normal things cleaning I'm having a little bit of fun playing the sims I've been really into playing the sims again recently I love that so when you play the sims do you like do you like make up like wild ass characters or do you like emulate them after yourself or like what type of player are you? Yeah, I'm the boring player who like just makes a little family and then just keeps going throughout the family. Like I'll have like, normally I'll have like two or three kids and then I'll like play as one of the kids. I'll try to play as both of them, but usually it doesn't work out that well. I'll just play as one of them and then I'll play as one of the kids' kids and then I'll just keep going and then I'll get bored and then I'll start a new family. But I don't do anything crazy. Like people have like crazy mods where they're like, doing all kinds of things I'm like that's not me I'm a, just a normal basic sims player <laughs> okay see I love like creating chaos I love like making these like crazy like really unstable characters and then like creating drama and problems I don't it makes know. me so anxious omg <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm not that kind of player I have to be just like like sometimes I'll create a little bit of drama and then I'll feel bad and I like won't save my game and I'll be like yeah it was a little too much for me I like it to be like Almost like if I were to have a life outside of my life, how I like it would like how I would like it to be. Can yeah. I think of it best? Like I don't create them as me though. Like or like, I don't create the like, Sims to be me. But like I think like what would I like my life to be like if I was not me? Yeah, know. that's kind of the fun of Sims though. It's like it's this like really escapist type game where you can kind of like yeah, and you can play however you want. And I yeah. think that's really a really nice. I don't know. I like the Sims because like, you can really you can do whatever you want in the game. You can download stuff to like make it even crazier yeah just lots of fun yes and uh recently my nephew introduced me to the cheat codes so you can have unlimited money and that's yeah yeah i need that shit in real life i know <laughs> get me some mother load yes yes well hopefully recording um will help you kind of adjust and um at least help you feel a little bit better today but I struggle with depression too so I know how that can be where it's just like those days where you're just like not feeling anything yeah you just like want to isolate which I love isolating honestly I love being by myself yeah Uh, so what other things do you do to like kind of help you 
I don't know, I guess redirect like thoughts or or whatever. Just yeah. get through it. Because sometimes it's like that too with depression where it's just like, I just got to get through this day, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't had a bad day in a while, at least like one that wasn't drinking induced. <laughs> so on the drinking induced yeah. days, I'm just like, whatever. I'm just chilling and being sad. But um, this is not, this is just like a weird day where like I've been taking medications and stuff so I'm not really sure why I'm feeling sad but I'm just gonna try to keep things as normal as possible um and not stay in my bed all day so I've, I did sit in bed for like 12 hours and I was like okay let's not do that anymore yeah um so yeah I'm gonna do some cleaning play some sims um wash my hair probably I should probably do that in the morning because like I sleeping on my hair can be it either turns out really great or really bad and I don't want to have that gamble right yeah <laughs> that's the one bad thing about curly hair is like I feel like with straight hair you can kind of like it's just gonna be straight I guess you can have issues like you have to straighten it the next day too but I feel like curly hair is like your curls can actually like sometimes look bad and I'm like mm. like I guess they don't look like curls they look flat is the things so, and I don't want flat hair yes yes yeah. so, so it's like I need to yeah but I'm definitely gonna like have a little bit of routine like kiss my skincare routine some just like general wellness kind of self-care routine kind of stuff um so I might take a lot I might take a bath yes um do some exfoliation that kind of vibe yeah um but yeah I love that something about just even just doing a little something for yourself when you're feeling that way can at least just like make you feel a little more human Mm -hmm. I don't know if you experience that with depression but like when I'm going through like a really bad like down slump it's just like you literally don't feel human it's just like or I don't know it's hard to explain it's just yeah I think I get what you mean like it's like a you don't even feel like yourself so it's like you don't even know how to navigate things like it's just such an like almost like an out-of-body kind of vibe totally it's such a dissociation like you just Mm -hmm. dissociate from everything um something that I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago on here but the the thought diary app I have found to be really helpful with like tracking just like how I'm feeling it's like a CBT so a cognitive behavioral therapy app that helps you like like if you're having distorted feelings or like negative feelings it helps you like redirect those feelings or like mm-hmm. I don't know, helps you better understand I guess and like reframe your thoughts um and it also has like guided journaling prompts and like I don't know there's a bunch of stuff on that app but all I've been doing on it so far is just da- doing daily tracking of how I'm feeling so it's literally just like a scale you know just like when you go to the doctor and they're like on a scale from one to ten you know, how, what's your pain mm-hmm. level or whatever, but it's like for feelings. And then it, it prompts you, which is really nice for me. Cause I have a hard time. Like I'm such a visual person, you know, and it, it mm-hmm. has like visual prompts to help walk you through how you're feeling. Um, I don't know. I find it super helpful. So it's free <laughs> if anybody else wants to try it. Yeah. Um, diary. It was recommended by my therapist. So um, maybe give it a try. Yeah help you track your feelings and then also like now that I've been doing it for a while it's nice to be able to look back to and see like the whole month of like my emotions and how I was feeling and then also correlating that with like my cycle Mm -hmm. I know for me like my depression and my cycle are besties (laughs) (laughs) 
like it definitely goes through because it's like your hormones are changing throughout the month yeah so I don't know just at least for me having that like visual understanding of how my body is working and how everything coincides like just at least helps me have a better understanding of myself I guess Mm -hmm. that makes sense um but yeah hopefully hopefully today's recording will help you feel a little bit better yeah sounds like you're being kind to yourself which I think is so important too just being like this is how I feel I'm gonna try to do some things to feel better but we'll see yeah definitely yeah um so we got a bunch of questions from our listeners um this week so we're gonna do a little bit of a Q&A you guys sent in some really amazing questions mm-hmm. um so I won't be saying who sent in what questions um but yeah let's go through them huh yeah cool um where should we start um, I guess we can just start at the very top and work our way through. I don't know if we'll get through all of them today, but we can try to touch on as many as we can. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. We, we get quite a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. At the top of your list, do you have any recommendations on how to get your sex drive up? Is that the first <laughs> Me? <on> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose I can answer that question. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which I think, I mean, even if you're not someone who's actively having sex, I think that, like, it's still important to, like, I mean, if you're a sexual person, it's still important to, like, tap into your sexual energy. Mm-hmm. Um, any recommendations that I would have um, to, like, if you're just feeling blah, um, for women, um, erotic novels. Mm. y'all even just reading a few pages of an erotic novel every night ooh, it'll get you feeling spicy <laughs> um and then also I think for a lot of us we don't really take the time to like connect with our own bodies mm-hmm. like especially as women like we're so programmed to like I don't know appear a certain way when it comes to everything really but sex especially um but like really just like learning your own body I think is really important so I mean obviously that's gonna look different for everybody you know like I I I feel like I'm a pretty hyper sexualized person like I I really enjoy sex um so what I would be willing to try and do even just by myself might be a little bit more extreme than other people right but I feel like it's with anything like you just have to find what works for you but I would say my number one recommendation would be erotic novels for sure I think that um or you can listen to them audio too like you don't if you're not like a big reader mm-hmm. you can do like a audio erotic novel for sure and I'm sure you can probably find free ones on YouTube and um there has to be podcasts too right like erotic podcasts yeah, I feel like there are definitely like even apps for like short stories. I yeah. can't name any, but I've definitely heard of them. Um, Google <laughs> so, like, it. Yeah, so I'm sure you, if you got up to a little Googling, you could probably find some like really great um, ones. Like I'm, I know people like even like with fan fiction, it's like not yeah. quite always like about. It's not quite like I don't know how to describe it. Like not about like a certain person necessarily. Not about a celebrity. Like you can get like fan fictions like that are just written really well. I see a lot of people on Twitter talking about those. So I'm like, that might be a good option. Um, especially if you, maybe if you have a celebrity crush, they'd probably have something written about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you kind of like, tap into that. 
Yes, definitely. Um, OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. I started my OnlyFans, which nobody asked about in the questions, but that's okay. I'm just going to bring it up in case you guys want to subscribe. But on there, actually, I okay, so like people always talk about OnlyFans and it's such just like, it's like one of those things like people joke about, but I think a lot of people don't fully understand. I think people mm -hmm. assume that if you're on there, like you're just making full on porn and that's not it at all. Like there's such a huge range of the type of content that you can subscribe to. Um, and for me personally, I won't be doing that. I'm doing more like, um, like risque, but not like fully nude, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Stuff. Um, and I'm still kind of like finding my niche and all that, but you can find such a wide range of things. And there are plenty of people on there that aren't, um, like doing full porn too. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but hey, if you're into pornography, like a lot of people are, um, Bellisa.com is actually a female owned and operated pornography website. And all of the porn is actually made by women and for women. Mm. So it's not that like your standard, uh, you know, guy, girl, blowjobs hammer time and then it's over and the girl's like oh I'm so happy and satisfied yeah no <laughs> that's <laughs> am I making you blush over there a little <laughs> um yeah so those are my recommendations we'll move on so that uh Skylar can participate okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right next one self-care routines yeah, we were just talking about this a little bit. Um, yes. So my I, my self-care is a lot of, like, skincare and, like, just general, like, body kind of stuff, I guess. So, like, I might take a shower or a bath, and I'll spend a lot of time in there. I'll, like, exfoliate. I might shave. I honestly don't like shaving. So, like, to me, oh. I shave very rarely. I shave if I'm going somewhere, and that's it. I have to give you my – you guys – I hate shaving as well, okay? And I just started mm -hmm. using the Veet Sensitive Skin Hair Removal Gel. Yeah. Life-changing. Mm. Life-changing. I get really bad razor burn, ingrowns, all that. My skin is super sensitive. I fucking hate shaving, especially like the bikini area and all that. That Veet Removal Cream, go get it, y'all. All right. Awesome. I'll have to try that out. Honestly, yeah. like being hairy does not bother me because I'm not a very hairy person in general. So like, like my legs, I have not shaved my legs since last summer and people can't even tell that I haven't shaved my legs. So like, I'm like, you know, that's okay with me. That's <laughs> wild. I, like would that. I would look like Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. I'm a very like lightly hairy person. Like I don't okay. get, yeah. Which is like such a blessing. I'm so happy about that because like I have my cousin, he's a, I mean, a guy, but like he is just so hairy and it doesn't bother him. And like, I don't think it bothers most people that he's hairy. I mean, why would it? <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm just glad that I inherited the like very fine hair, body hair gene, because I don't think I could survive if I had to shave. Like I have friends who have to shave like every night. I'm like, no, I'm, I'll am i I'll be hairy. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so like self-care, I'll go like exfoliating, shaving or like whatever. Um. I love my skincare and like my I'll put on like a nice thick lotion all over my body just so I can feel all moisturized mm -hmm. um and for skincare it kind of changes over time what I do recently it's been just a lot of lotions and like 
creams but like I used to do like a lot of um like I don't I guess they technically are acids like I can maybe do a skin peel like just a light one that I can do at home without like a just like a dermatologist prescription the one that I can get from like I think it was what is it like the inky list has good stuff and the ordinary like very inexpensive but like still good um so yeah a lot of that but that's my favorite self-care is just like skin kind of stuff yes feeling yeah just feeling like going to bed feeling like I'm sticking to the sheets because I'm so moisturized (laughs) do you see how shiny my face is right now I mean I know you guys can't see me but Skylar could see me and yeah I just did my skincare before we hopped on here and let me tell you like there's just something about the skin you're in take care of it please moisturize Mm -hmm. drink your water I started drinking the collagen tea like just adding collagen daily into your routine. Holy shit. Yeah. It's changing. I don't think I can ever go back. Um, but yeah, like when you when you look good, you feel good. Or at least a yeah. little bit better, right? Um, but I mean, we we all like to do that stuff, but also I think with with self-care, like honestly, it could really be anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like even just like taking yourself out for lunch or journaling or coloring or reading a book or listening to music like there's just yeah so many different ways to take care of yourself um but as far as like routines go yeah I try to just keep my like my skincare routine down and I feel like that kind of like snowballs into other things Mm -hmm. look at me I'm glowing I feel good my skin's all soft I feel yeah, I think like with one-off things too I often take myself out to like lunch or dinner and I'll go by myself I don't care yeah. like I feel like I've gone through phases in my life where, like I'll do things myself and phases where I like will not do any like I need someone to go with me all the time and right now I'm in a phase where I'm like I'll go to dinner by myself like I don't care yeah um, the people at my local hot pot place like know me and they're like oh you want to sit at your regular table and I'm like oof I come here too much <laughs> but it is also nice to be regular because like they'll I feel like they treat you like a little bit better. Not like they treat people poorly, but I think because they know you, they recognize you. They're like, you know, we're going to go the extra mile for you. Oh, yeah. Um, And so I like that. Like, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm a regular at my little hot pot place. Um, And I'll go, I pretty much go there alone most of the time, except for sometimes I'm going to go with my, I'll go with my brother and my sister-in-law. They they go a lot too, but we don't always go together. It's like, usually it's just there by myself and they'll be like, table for one. And I'm like, yep. I love mm-hmm. that so much because that's something like, again, that's something for you that like really makes you feel good, right? And that's so- yeah. And I'll go and I'll listen to a podcast. Yeah, I love just, that. I'll just vibe, and then when I'm done eating, I'll turn off my little podcast and I'll drive home, and I'll do whatever. But yes. it's like my me time, so yes. I think it's important too. Even if it's not like all the time, just have like little little events that you do just to make yourself feel good. Absolutely, yeah. So. Yeah, I love that. Um, all right, next question. Let's talk about boundaries. Um, I feel like you are so good at this and could help me or help me out. Um, yeah, boundaries. Honestly, okay. Uh, I personally, not that I don't struggle with boundaries because everybody does. I still to this day find myself in situations where I don't advocate for myself, where I don't where I'm like, oh, I wish I had said this or spoke up for myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm by no means perfect. But I have also never been someone who struggles with the word no. 
mm-hmm. at least as far as like doing things or whatever like um but yeah boundaries it's a practice just like meditating just like everything else like you you have to practice putting setting those boundaries um yeah I don't know what do what do you have to say about boundaries how are you with yeah I'm honestly it depends um as far as standing up for myself like being advocating for myself I'm not always the best at it but I'm so glad about doing it for other people (laughs) I was talking to a friend about this yeah I was talking to a friend about this recently and they were like yeah, I kind of noticed that, like, you're really good at sending up other people, but not yourself. And I was like, oof, if other people are noticing this, probably a lot worse than I think it is. Um, but they've also known me for, like, years and years, so it makes sense that they would pick up on certain things. But um, I feel like, in general, I'm pretty good about setting small boundaries. Um, and I think it's easiest to start with the small things, and you can work your way up to the bigger things. Like, maybe your mother-in-law always puts peppers in the mac and cheese knowing that you don't like peppers and she's like here you want some and you're like no I told you I don't like it like thank you though and you make that boundary of like I'm not going to have any because I don't like this that might be a small boundary it might be feel big at the time Mm -hmm. but in general is a very small boundary that you can set and be like you know I really appreciate you cooking I don't like this but thank you again and I'm gonna have something that you cooked that I also like um just like little things I feel like and especially depending on who the person is it can be really hard like I feel like a lot of people have trouble setting in, like in-law boundaries. Um, I don't have any. Oh, I mean, I do have in-laws, not like mother or father-in-laws. I have a lot like brothers and sisters-in-laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like even setting boundaries with them can be hard sometimes because you want to make a good impression and you want to keep things like neutral or or good at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, and especially even at work, uh, work boundaries are even harder. I feel like because yeah. you want people to think of you as a team player you know you want to like make sure that you're a shining star or whatever and like setting those boundaries is like you don't want people to think like oh like I can't go to her for help or whatever but at the same time you need to protect your own peace (laughs) so all of it I feel like it's such a fine line of being an advocate for yourself and not letting yourself get walked on but also being kind in the way you deliver things because it'll make people want to I respect it more if you're kind and not to say that you can't be some, sometimes you need to be real and you need to be blunt um, and you can't sugarcoat things because people won't some people won't get it yeah <laughs> um, for sure I think trying the first time being a little more like gentle and then uh, from there getting a little more uh rough I don't know how to say it getting a little more be more direct yes more direct yeah um will help some people you might just know that you need to be direct with them to begin with but for boundaries, sure boundaries are super hard I'm working on that in therapy every and not all the time but like we always come back to it mm-hmm. um so I need to probably talk about that a little more but boundaries are hard and I think that once you recognize that it's hard and that it's not gonna happen unless you do something like you kind of have to get to your limit and you decide okay I'm gonna do something because a lot of times setting boundaries is not going to happen unless you really are at your wit's end at least in my experience like I'm someone who like I take on a lot and then I kind of break yeah <laughs> um and a lot of people I feel like are like that especially with boundaries so mm-hmm. I think also setting the boundaries before you get there is really important because yeah. you don't want to have to break in order to be heard 
So, yeah. And once someone has already exceeded the boundaries that you know that you want, but haven't expressed, and then you're Mm -hmm. asking them to pull it back. That's really hard, right? Yes. Yeah. Hard on both sides. You've already given them permission to invade, you know, Mm -hmm. space or whatever it is. And then now you're like, hold up. I don't like this, you know? And so that person might have a really hard time pulling it back right because mm-hmm. you need those boundaries to begin with but I love what you said about just setting just starting small right um and I feel like that's the key to success in everything in life <laughs> just yeah start small don't try to like don't just like send everybody a mass text with all your boundaries yeah <laughs> yeah definitely don't- start small even like maybe like I've heard a lot of things of online about like oh yeah, my husband grabs my boob and I don't like it. Like, but I don't want to tell him no because like, I don't want him to think he can't play with me. And I'm like, no, that's a good boundary to set. Like, mm-hmm. that's a very small thing for him to not grab your boob when you're not expecting it. Like, right. And so like yeah. these small things like that, even with people you really care about, like it's okay to set boundaries with people who are the closest to you because they should be the ones who are most understanding. Totally. And, but what you said about like, um, like if you, if you haven't set that boundary, I know at least for me, like I can be re I can be a very reactive person Mm -hmm. in that moment. Like if I haven't set that personal boundary and then I allow myself to get to the point where I'm reacting rather than communicating properly, Mm -hmm. then it's like, then I'm coming off as not very nice, right? I'm like, don't fucking touch me. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. And it's like, well, that's on me because I haven't, I, I didn't take the time to like, set the boundary properly right Mm -hmm. but yeah hey we're all just doing our best honestly yeah (laughs) um all right so someone wants to hear our dating tips stories and thoughts all right you go first (laughs) (laughs) um okay my dating tips honestly um first of all you need to know what it is that you're dating for what is the reason Mm -hmm. that you're dating are you dating just to have fun are you dating just to collect data? Are you are you looking for a serious partner, right? Like you really need to know what it is that you're looking for first and foremost. And if you're just out there having fun and seeing what's out there, that's okay too. Um, but you can't really, I think that too many people like are looking for a serious relationship, but then think that like something casual will lead into a mm-hmm. relationship right like we like to romanticize and create like a whole like fake ass world or picture of who someone is or, or what a situation is and we all do it right I do it yeah do it um so I think just being really honest with yourself in the beginning and again setting boundaries for what it is that you're looking for and sticking to that and really like vetting the people that you're talking to before you even meet someone. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just kind of like, are like, oh, we matched. Let's meet in person. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know that for me, that don't work. Like we got to talk for a little bit. Like if I don't vibe with you, then I'm just going to unmatch. <laughs> like, yeah, go hang out with you. I don't want to use my energy on someone. That's not what I'm looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those would be my tips. I think just having, yeah, just like having a good idea of what it is that you're looking for in a person and a partner and a fuck buddy, whatever it is that you're looking for mm-hmm. um, and just being honest with yourself about that. Um, 
because I feel like as, as women too like especially we like if someone is showing interest in us we're like oh okay like even if this person isn't what we want right yeah um, partner mm-hmm. we're like oh but they're interested in me so let me see what happens and then again we start to create like a false picture of who this person is because we like just want the attention right and I love yeah. it <laughs> not even gonna lie I love attention. So that's something for me personally, like being newly single after so long that I've really had to like be aware of is like, don't be giving other people your attention just because they're giving you attention. If it's not Mm -hmm. even what you're looking for in a person, you know? Yeah. Um, Stories. Well, you got any tips first before (laughs) I do have a, a story I'll share, but I'll let you. Um, I do think I agree with like the setting boundaries with who, or like, I guess the relationships that you want because like I had a time where I matched with a guy and he was like so cute and amazing but he had on his profile he was like I'm looking for something a little more like casual like low stakes and I had my profile at the time that I was looking for a relationship which I'm not necessarily looking for now because I've kind of realized that I might not want to jump into a relationship after having not dated at all <laughs> but I but we went on a date and it was really great he was like I can't wait to see you again and I was like great I can't wait to see you again too and then a couple days later, we hadn't spoken. He hadn't been responding to my message. And he was like, hey, like, I just wanted to let you know, like, I'm not in a place for a relationship right now. Like, I'm really sorry. And instead of being like, well, I like you, so I'm just going to go ahead with it. I was like, you know, thank you for letting me know. Wish you the best. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm not going to let myself get caught up with some guy who might not even see anything with me in the long term. And that's what I want. I'm not going to break my own heart. <laughs> yes. I'm so, so I think that. that's amazing yeah and I'm I think back on that and that was like one of my first days with a guy that I feel like went really well and so like I feel like it would have been really easy for me to be like you know what I'm willing to do whatever you want but yes. I didn't and I think back on that and I was like wow look at me go yeah so I don't know if, even like a couple months later if I would have I don't know if I would that I would have done that if that had happened to me um but in that moment I was like you know what okay like I mean I also felt like he was communicating a boundary with me like he's like I, do, I don't want to date for a relationship. And I think that's a fine boundary to have. And some people on their profile, but they don't know. Yeah. And so like, I think it's, he might have actually put that, but then he communicated to me that he was looking for something short term. And I was like, you know, I'm going to listen to you and take what you're saying at face value and not be like, well, maybe it'll change your mind. So things like that. Um, I think it's a really good tip to just like really understand what both people want. And I think that's a lot it's helpful to get out of the way before you go on your first date. Sometimes it doesn't come up because you're thinking of whatever else, but I think that's an important thing to get out of the way before the first date so that you don't waste your time. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think often, like, especially if you're a woman dating men, men can be very straightforward with what it is that they're looking for, like this person. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just be like, oh, well, maybe he'll change his mind. Maybe yeah. <laughs> realizes how amazing I am you know yeah. and then going along with it and then before you know it you're in this like situationship mm-hmm. that's like driving you crazy and you're like I don't understand why you don't want to be with me and he's like bitch I told you I don't want to be with anybody <laughs> yeah um so you definitely gotta listen to those things and and don't romanticize we all do it but just mm-hmm. check yourself and bring yourself back to reality because let me tell you there's a lot of fish out here <laughs> Yep. A lot. A lot. 
Um, and when the and if you're looking for something serious, when the right person comes along or someone who's willing to put that time in to see what happens, like they'll be on the same page as you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, we have eight minutes left in this recording. Zoom's gonna kick us off. Should we keep answering questions or should we leave and start recording again? Um I'm fine with whatever. Okay. Well, let's answer one more question and then maybe we'll um start a new Zoom and can Zoom. All right. Um what is your favorite thing about your life at this moment? That's a great question. Hmm. That is a great question. What's your favorite thing. Um I feel like I've got right now I've really worked on curating my friendships Mm. and you know people who aren't there for me I'm not gonna keep up with them because I don't I'm not getting any reciprocation yeah it's been hard because I kind of lost my best friend of like 12 years because I realized that she was not putting in the effort and I stopped so I stopped talking to her and I did not hear from her for like two months and then I heard from her and I was like yeah maybe next time and then I messaged her like a month later hung out have not heard from her since and I was like okay well um it's not was hard but I think I've kind of put in effort into other relationships that I felt like had a lot of potential and I've been hanging out with some really cool people I'm still on Bumble BFF um I'm meeting a lot of really great people and I I'm very happy with where my life is at right now in terms of friendships um, because I feel like I've got some people who are fun time friends and I've got people who are fun time friends and like I can really talk to and I've got my people who I can really rely on for everything fun time and real um, like real life kind of hardships um, and like hard conversations and I think that that's really important um, to have like my sister told me she was like I think that you're thinking of all your relationships as really close relationships and some people are just there for the fun times and that's okay yeah um, and I, so I'm I'm really happy with where that's at right now. That could change next week. Who knows? <laughs> but as of today, I am very pleased with the effort that I've put in to curating relationships in my life. I love that. And that's so, I feel like when you get to that point in your life where you're like, you, you're recognizing your worth. Mm-hmm. you're recognizing that the energy that you're putting out into the world the people who are in your orbit need to be reciprocating the energy right um, yeah well, that's amazing I love that for you thank you yeah um favorite thing about my life right now honestly is I just feel like I have my life back <laughs> I just feel like I am 100% me again I have um I've just regained everything that I feel like I was stripped of over the last decade mm-hmm. also like I'm just in like the healthiest place mentally and physically that I've ever been in my entire life so like just all around like I just feel really good um and I just have a lot of I have freedom I have my independence I have who those things that you cannot put monetary values on right mm-hmm. um and I'm realizing that I didn't share a dating story that I was gonna share so that's oh. like that's probably one of the f- favorite things about my life. I'm like listing so many things. I'm like, everything about my life is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've been dating um, and I, w- I was on a third date with this guy. Everything was going so well. 
we've been talking so much with so much in common. Um, and mind you, this is like one of the first people that I was like dating newly single and we're on our third date. And at the table next to me is one of my longtime friends who was also a mutual friend of my ex-husband. Mm. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, it was like, it just was like, so it just rocked me. Like it ruined the whole day. I didn't, and this was a point, this is one of those times where I did not use my voice. I didn't say anything to the guy I was on a date with who like knew about my situation, super understanding. He actually went through something very similar a few years ago. So like, it's not like I wasn't in a safe environment to like express what was going on. I'm just so used to suppressing how I feel with the person I'm with, I guess, or like not having a safe space to like express what's going on truthfully. Mm -hmm. um, so it took me until like the end of the night where I actually was like, he's like, are you okay? Like just seem off. And I'm like, okay, this is what happened kind of fucked me up like I'm just like not mentally in the right headspace um but man I learned so much from that situation so like I don't know just like having these experiences like I'm really trying to look at dating as positively as possible because like even though that experience kind of like it shifted what was happening between us like it was really eye-opening for me I learned a lot from it um and like I'm using that information moving forward you know mm -hmm yeah um, so yeah should we um go out and come back in for the next ones yeah sure okay we'll be right back y'all okay and we're back <laughs> all right next question um during all the life changes did you find yourself reverting back to old habits yeah some i mean i feel like that's normal um, the difference is when you're aware, right? You're like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm starting to lean back into these old habits. Why am I doing that? What else can I do? How can I pivot myself or, or you know, whatever? I think that we have this like idea that when we start to work on ourselves, that we're just like going to get to a point where we're perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the truth. We're always going to have, we're always going to backslide. We're always going to, our brains are literally wired to go back to what's comfortable when we're experiencing distress. So mm -hmm. even what feels comfortable to us is toxic as hell. Like for me, like I said, I, I isolate. I, you know, when I was at my worst, I would literally be in bed for days on end. I would eat in my bed. I would literally do everything, you know, and I wouldn't leave that little space. Um, and I still have times, a lot of times where I want to revert back to those habits um, and, you know, eat everything and anything. And there are still times where I do overeat and I do eat too much sugar or too many cookies or, um, you know, the choices I made throughout the day weren't choices that reflect my goals, you know. But when you have those times, you kind of just have to be like, I'm human that happened um let me reflect on it and then let me figure out how I can be better next time you know mm -hmm. what about you I'm still in the process of leaving those bad uh habits behind mm -hmm. so I think 
I, I mean, I still do it. Like when my parents were on their cruise, I had one day in particular where I was just so sad and I DoorDash like twice in one day. I did do better about once I got the food. I was like, okay, like especially the second time. The first time I ate what I wanted and put it away. I don't remember why I didn't just like eat what I had, <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to DoorDash again. And then I got the food and I kind of felt bad. And I was like, I don't want to fall back into this binge kind of like I'm gonna eat the whole thing and then I'm gonna feel bad and then I'm gonna eat more and I'm gonna feel bad um and so I was like I'm gonna eat what I'm hungry for which literally was like two bites and I put the rest away in the fridge and I had it for breakfast the next morning um and so sometimes you catch yourself you catch yourself before you fall back into it completely yeah and I feel like that's a big sign of growth too I mean sometimes you will fall in you will just like have a day where you're just back there Mm-hmm. But that's okay, as long as you can recognize it and you can learn for next time what you're going to change, um, or at least try to change. Sometimes it's just going to happen anyway, and you learn from that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think definitely catching yourself is very important, even if you're not going to, even after the stuff acts, like if you catch yourself, like, you know what, I did this thing and I realized now that it was not the healthy way to do it. Um yeah I don't know it's definitely hard and I feel like I've learned a lot and I I'm the type of person who like even in, I've been in therapy for like 10 years <laughs> and I still have problems with like applying things that I know to my own life I can see it in other people's lives I'm like you know what you should do this once it comes to me I'm like hmm my brain is empty no thoughts <laughs> so um yeah but I think definitely catching yourself and like thinking about it and reflecting on it and thinking, okay, what am I going to do next time to prevent this from happening is very important. Absolutely. And I think anytime we're recognizing that we're experiencing feelings of shame and guilt, those are really the moments where we really need to stop and mm-hmm. like really, okay, what, what the fuck is going on here for real? Cause like those feelings are not good um yeah they're always a sign that there's something deeper happening right in that moment um all right next question how do you feel with shame of regaining weight and family members pointing it out or whoever first of all anybody who's pointing out your body can go fuck themselves yes period okay um but yeah, there, there again that shame, right? There can be shame mm-hmm. in weight. Um, I would say for me, like even just getting down to my lowest and then realizing that that's not that was not sustainable for me. Um, and like where I maintain is twenty five pounds above my lowest weight, which still wasn't even in the bi BMI range, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me, um, just. Re- recognizing that our bodies change and that's normal um and as long as my habits I feel good about what my habits are I feel good in my body I feel I feel healthy um I feel good mentally like those are really the things I try to focus on not the number but I know if you're like in the midst of losing weight and you're not to your goal or you're really struggling and you're still kind of in that up and down part it can be really mentally exhausting for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But how about you? Do you have you experienced that with like people in your life or the shame? I haven't. Yeah, like because I uh, lost like a good when I was in college, early college, I lost like 20 pounds maybe. Yeah. Um and I really did not have anyone like when I started getting weight back, I didn't have anyone say anything. Um, which I feel like is good because I would have had a connection. <laughs> um but and like now that I am a heavier heaviest I've ever been I'm like 100 pounds up from my lowest um and I people have commented like my family like my parents have been like are you good and I'm like "Mm, no but I'm I'm getting there yeah um and I think there's a fine line between being concerned for good reason because someone has gained 100 pounds in a couple of years um and that is jarring and I understand that and I'm glad that they felt like they could ask me if I was okay because for the most part I, I, like barring health other health issues like like physical health issues your mental health is like I feel like my mental health really struggles um I gain weight when I'm struggling with my mental health so like um that to me like was a sign that things weren't I like I was really kind of getting out of control um so I think, yeah, people, some them say that are concerned, but I think for the most part, there's generally not a reason to comment on anyone's body. Um, unless you're their doctor, like, you know, and like, I think parents and especially maybe your spouse is like a kind of a different story, depending on how you come at it. Um, totally. Because there is a level of concern there. If someone has gained a lot of weight in a short amount of time, it's like, okay, something is either going on mentally or physically because that's not um, typical. But yeah. Yeah, so I think it depends on how they're coming at it, who they are. Yeah. Um, but that it's it is it is a shameful thing for a lot of people and it feels terrible to have someone tell you that. But sometimes it can be what you need to reflect and be like, Am I okay, as okay as I think that I am? You know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think that that's um such a good point. Yeah. So you really have to evaluate like how this person's coming at you, I think. Um and I think that it's again I mean I know it can be really hard especially with family um you know setting those boundaries though if someone does say something to you Mm -hmm. about your body and it makes you uncomfortable like just saying you know it's not polite to comment on other people's bodies or please don't comment on my body worry about yourself yeah I said sometimes (laughs) yeah so just having maybe like some of those yeah I had to set some boundaries with my parents about saying talking about what I eat yes yes like mm-hmm. oh are you really gonna eat that yeah, like depending on what I because I, I would make comments on, like what I eat yeah yeah you and I'd be like you know stuff. I don't want like they'd be like is that are you sure that fits in your points and I'm like <laughs> mind your business yeah <laughs> yeah I Just get being that. mindful of like yeah <laughs> I think we <laughs> all people like you know this is not this is not your Yes, but I feel like I've like I've done that too. Like especially was when I was on Weight Watchers. I don't know what it is about Weight Watchers, but they will make you judgy as fuck with their points. Like I would be like, mm, "Do you know how many Weight Watchers <laughs> that is? Did you know that Mountain Dew was seventeen points? You know stuff like that." And then I was like, it was short lived for me. And then I was like, I was thinking <laughs> to myself, I was like, I sound like a fucking asshole. <laughs> like I need to stop. Um, so I think checking ourselves, we can, we can put that out in the world too sometimes. Um, all right. 
Next question. Yeah. Um, do you ever feel stuck in your journey? Yeah. <laughs> Again, I think that that's like. Yes, all the time. Yeah. I think <laughs> another one of those really just normal feelings that every, I think even if you're not on a weight loss journey, right? No matter what your road in life is, everybody feels stuck at times. Everybody feels stagnant. We all get to that point with everything, right? Our jobs, our relationships, our families, our homes, whatever. Like, and especially like for someone like me, I'm a very restless person. Like I always like things to be changing and evolving. Um, so that's like a feeling I, I deal with regularly, like feeling just like stuck, you know, but specifically in the weight loss journey or wellness journey, maintenance, whatever phase you're in. Hell yeah. I feel stuck all the time, especially with my social media too, where I'm like, if anything, I lose followers more than I gain followers these days. You know, like I feel stagnant in the content I put out. I feel like I'm just doing the same things all the time, but like that's real life and that's like maintenance for me, you know? So, um, yeah. I mean, how about you? What do you do when you feel stuck? Mm -hmm. What do you do? Um, you I try to think about why, or like what, what I'm feeling stuck with. Yeah. Um, and then I'll think like, how can I get out of that? Um, that how can I get out of that feeling, that thought process that's making me feel that way? Um, because things are slow going for a lot of people. Me in particular, like I've taken, I've, I've gained weight on my journey actually, um, but it's not, I don't know. I'm just trying to think about like why I feel stuck. How can I get out of that thought process? Because in reality, I've, things are constantly changing. So there's no reason for you to really feel stuck because mm -hmm. even like your situation's changing. Okay. Things are progressing from there. Like um, you're never as stuck as you think you are, I think. So it's important to keep that in yeah. mind. Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, and I'll say like, whew, that makes me think about relationships, right? How many people feel stuck in their circumstances? And listen, I get it, especially if you have children and like life is very complex. I understand, but I promise you, you are never stuck in your situation. There is always a way out. Um the one thing that keeps us stuck more than anything is our own fear. Honestly. Um, all right. Next question. Mm -hmm. How is your dog? My dog is doing really good. He's in the corner over there. Um, oh, you guys can't see him because you're probably listening. Um, but no, he's doing really well. Um, uh, we're in a house with <laughs> dogs. Um, yeah, he's doing fantastic. So thank you for asking. Conan is doing great. Um, all right. Next question is for you, Skylar. What's your favorite type of movement and exercise? We're on a little bit of a delay, guys. Sorry. I love to walk. Um, I was supposed to go on a walk this morning and then it rained. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I love to walk. I was supposed to go walking this morning and then it rained. And so I did not go, but I'm hoping that I can go after work one of these days. Um but and I also love weightlifting. I haven't been doing it like at all this year. Um, I'm just in like a weird place in my journey where I'm 
having a hard time balancing life. And so like the gym has not been on the top of my to-do list, yeah. even though I have a gym membership. <laughs> so I really need to just cancel it or something. But um, I've been more focusing on my food and my mental mm-hmm. and also work because I started working a full 40 hours this past, in the past six months. So it's been a big change. Um, yeah, I think walking and weightlifting, my two main ones, although I guess weightlifting is not so much anymore, but I do try to keep up with my walking. So, yeah, I love walking. It's so underrated. Could just get up and go for a quick walk if you're not feeling it. But I do hate when it rains. I don't fuck with the rain. Messes yeah. my hair up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you could travel anywhere, <laughs> if we could travel anywhere, where would you go? I definitely would go to Morocco. That's like the top of my travel list. And really mm. countries in Africa. There's so many I'd like to visit, but I think Morocco is number one. How about you? Um, I think I would like to visit either France Ooh. or somewhere like I want to go to the Dominican really badly. I think that's probably where I'm going to, I'm hopefully going next year. Fingers crossed. The CR is awesome. Yeah. So beautiful. Amazing food. Uh, my parents were just there on their cruise and they loved it. Um, so yeah, I want to go, I want to, anywhere in the Caribbean, really. I'm just like, I'm there. I want to be there. Go to Puerto Rico. Yes, I've heard my parents. Wait, were they there? They, I think they did go there, and they said that um, they were disappointed with the food that was at the yes, like you because you you have at the port, like you have to go out, and they were like they'd done that just before, and they were afraid to go out because like they people were trying to trying to sell them things, and they like don't know how to politely say no, which is crazy because they're from New York City, so they should know how to politely say no, (laughs) but. Yeah, so that, I think they said that it was beautiful, though, and that they want to go back because the food, they know that there's better food out there yeah. than what was at the port, so. If you have ever been to Puerto Rico on a cruise, I promise you that is not Puerto Rico, okay? <laughs> they drop you off in the most touristy place with the worst food, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's not the authentic Puerto Rican culture. It's it's set up for tourism. It's set up to make mostly white people comfortable, let's be mm-hmm. honest, right? So it's like shopping and all that, and then like bland, not so great Puerto Rican food. Yeah, if you want to go to Puerto Rico, you got to experience like the authentic culture. Don't do it on a cruise, I'm telling yeah. you. Um, but I hear so many people say that they're like, I don't know, I stopped at Puerto Rico on a cruise and it wasn't that great. And I'm like, that's because the like San Juan where they leave you is like that's like the worst part of Puerto Rico. Not that it's <laughs> it's not dangerous or anything, but it's like it's just not like the rest of the island. It is very mm-hmm. much set up for tourism. Um, where it, yeah. if you go to Puerto Rico and you experience the culture, it's gonna be a completely different type of trip for sure. Yeah, because my parents um are from New York City, and so they grew up eating Puerto Rican food, and so they were like, I can oh, get so better in the city. So, like the fact that they knew the is not good. That's telling. <laughs> <laughs> they knew. Well, they knew. What yeah, we they're like, wait a second, this does not taste like what we're used to. Yeah, no, I stayed in all San Juan for a week once, which is where um the cruises bring you, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was like, what is this food? Like, this is yeah. awful. They have like chain. They only have a couple of like Puerto Rican restaurants and they're like, yeah, they're not very good. Yeah. Um, 
so uh next question is how did you two meet on instagram on ig on the internet that's where i meet most of my friends these days <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> um yeah we just met through the gram i think we've both been following each other for a while and then mm-hmm. i wanted to revamp the podcast and i just kind of threw out a who who wants to be on the podcast with me and skylar was one of the people that reached out and I was like, oh my God, she would be freaking perfect for the podcast. (laughs) And we just started talking about it. And here we are now doing our, what is this? Our seventh episode? Yeah. Look at us. Yay. Yeah. Um, All right. Next question. How is it to be single after being married? That's for me, I'm assuming. (laughs) Um, It's amazing. (laughs) honestly um which I know listen everybody's situation is different um by the time I actually left my marriage I was so I had already grieved so much through my marriage um that I felt more freedom than sadness I felt more excitement than sadness so I think that my experience might be a lot different for other people I think a lot of people when they first get out of their marriage they're really sad and you know which is understandable there is a period where you're like grieving the life you thought you were gonna have right um Mm -hmm. so I definitely went through that but I don't know for me it's been real fun um I'm really excited about the opportunities and possibilities just of life in general um as far as being single right now I'm definitely just having fun I'm casually dating I'm definitely not looking for a relationship um at this point in time so I think once I'm I feel ready to actually find a partner it'll get more complicated you know right now I'm just having fun so that's easy it's really easy Mm -hmm. it's easy to have fun while you're dating if that's the mindset you're in but I think once you shift to like okay now I want to find somebody to like be committed to it can get a lot more complicated and um can be a lot more I don't know, stressful, I guess, because you're looking for something specific, you know? Um, But yeah, no, I've been having fun. I've just been doing my thing. Yeah. So that's how it's been so far. But check in in a little bit and it might be different. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. If you were on death row, what would be your last meal? See, I was asking this to guys on Bumble about, like, if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And everyone's giving really good answers. And my answer is, like, kind of lame. It's like my mom's cooking. <laughs> Literally same. Literally same. Like, I I think I posted about it. Um, I made a, a reel about my the my mom's, well, it's not my mom's recipe, but she makes it a lot. She's making it since I was a kid. It's, like, um salmon with feta cheese, cream cheese, and spinach and green onions. That was some like roasted asparagus. I could smash that any day, anytime. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I don't care. All three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same. I like if you if I'm about to die and that's my last meal, I honestly I don't even care what it is as long as my mom cooked it. <laughs> yeah. As long as my mom cooked it. There's just something about that home cooked food from your mother that's just mm-hmm. like it not only tastes amazing but it also just like fuels your soul and just like yeah. fills your heart and yeah so 
for sure. Nobody can cook like your mom unless your mom doesn't cook then I'm sorry that sucks for you <laughs> yeah then maybe your grandma my grandma was the most amazing yeah. cook literally everything she cooked her toast I think about it all the time her even her toast was like the best toast I've ever had like how do you make toast amazing I, I mean I love toast one of my favorite foods but also like I don't know how she made it so extra good I think it's just the something about being 65 <laughs> and yeah, all that and all being, that life skills and all that love just right yeah into toast, right? something about having a million kids and a million grandkids just makes you really good at cooking toasts making toast that's how I feel about my mom's grilled cheese uh my mom makes the best grilled cheese too my dad also makes really good grilled cheese he makes like well he's bougie so he puts like like, like leftover brisket or something in it and it's like Ooh, my, my dad is like my dad is a little, he's a little chef. Um, okay. He makes a lot of like smoked meats and stuff. So make some smoked brisket and he'll put it on a grilled cheese. And I'm like, this is literally so good. That sounds amazing. Yes. I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything you miss about being at a bigger weight? Mm. Mm, oh, that's a hard question. Cause like, I don't say that there's anything that I necessarily miss about being at a bigger weight. Um, but for me, like my weight was protection. Mm -hmm. So there was a big period of time where, uh, and I think that for a long time, that's why I struggled so much with losing weight because it was, it was like my armor, you know, it's what protected me. Cause like, you know, I had experienced being sexually assaulted so young and like, you're just always sexualized as a girl in life, you know, just mm -hmm. like, no matter what. Um, so I think that that helped me feel a little bit more protected from all of that, even though I still had those experiences, maybe it just wasn't mm -hmm. much. I don't know. Like the, it's that mental thing again. Um, but that definitely was something I really had to work on in therapy and just be aware of, um, but yeah, I would say besides that, no, not, not really. Um, all right, next. Oh, this is our last question. Look at us. Um, how has weight loss impacted your sex life? Um, <laughs> so when I was married, um, it impacted my sex life. I mean, for me personally, it has made me feel a little more confident um, and comfortable with doing certain things than my body being in different positions and stuff. Um, but in my relationship, it, it impacted my relationship negatively, I would say, just because the person I was with was becoming more and more insecure as I was growing and changing, um, even though I was trying so hard to make sure that he still knew that I was interested in him and like, you know, I was monogamous and, you know, all that stuff um, and still wanted that connection. Um, when somebody else is like, I don't know, I guess your progress is bringing out their insecurities. It definitely like changed a lot um, in our sex life. So I, I, I would assume that that's, not uncommon mm -hmm. especially because we were both two people who came from traumatic backgrounds and have a lot of stuff and I was working on my stuff and he wasn't so 
Um, but now that I'm single, um, your girl has almost too much confidence. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's about how it's impacted my, my sex life. I probably could go into more detail, but I won't. Maybe next time. <laughs> well, wow. You guys sent us so many amazing questions. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed the Q and a, um, yeah. So what do you have going on this week, Skylar? Um, I'm starting rehearsal for my play. Ooh, that's exciting. I know. I'm very excited about that. And I'm also afraid about not having as much free time, but my parents think that I have too much anyway, so it'll be okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited oh, about that. Um, and... so is that, is that like in the evenings, like after you mm -hmm. work again? So yeah. what is your plan for like incorporating your goals as well into that like are you planning to like bring like your dinner with you or like have dinner beforehand or yeah have dinner beforehand is going to be my thing and then not stop after rehearsal because I passed this is my problem in my last um play too that I did um we are like right on the way like home is a cookout which is like a little fast food restaurant that has like a million things on their menu and it's just it's like barbecue burgers quesadillas even <laughs> but a little bit of a million things uh, yeah and it's so good and I'm really trying I don't not gonna say I'm never gonna stop because I might sometimes especially like if we do things as a cast after rehearsal yeah but I'm trying to be better about not eating just because I want the taste mm -hmm. and eating because I'm hungry yes so. Um, when I was first working on my like binge eating disorder, um, which is something I'll always have to work on. Right. Um, if you struggle with eating disorders, like, yeah, that's something we all, we have to work on forever. Right. But mm -hmm. in the beginning, um, something I know we've been talking about reframing thoughts, right. Mm -hmm. So something I would really struggle with is like, just almost mindlessly going to fast food restaurants right yeah like before you know it you're in the freaking drive-thru and you're like well I'm here so yeah <laughs> everything on the menu um is just like what when or even just like aimless like mindlessly going to the cupboard you know to just grab snacks for mm -hmm. no reason I'm not hungry like you said right so in those moments just being like okay am I hungry first of all let me check in with that no yeah um this food will still be here tomorrow right yeah. like, this place will still be here tomorrow this place will still be here um you know next time I want to enjoy it or whatever but like right now I don't need this mm -hmm. um but you know those types of things are always easier said than done especially when that's your brain's comfort place right yeah right and sometimes I still struggle with that especially when I'm like road tripping or driving a lot because you see the mm -hmm. signs everywhere like Culver's McDonald's Burger King Taco Bell you know and let's yeah you know especially if you're hungry um so that's another reason why I really I don't like to leave the house hungry even if I'm even right now with dating if I'm going out on a date I'm not going to that shit starving mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm gonna make sure that I had something you know that's within my normal meals that I eat that's really high protein and filling because if you're going out into the world and you're starving, you're going to be making food choices out of anxiety, which are usually mm -hmm. your brain's comfort, right? Which is going to be like for me, oh my God, what I used to order at McDonald's, like a 10 piece chicken nugget, 
three things of sweet and sour sauce, uh, you know, a large fry, three cookies, a McChicken, you know, just like a wild amount of food. And I would, mm-hmm. eat all, you know, but now I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to have McDonald's, I'm going to get just the 10 piece nugget and a small fry. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, you'll get there. Yeah. Sounds like you're starting to to work on your, you're already like thinking about it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. What's the plan going to be? Have you tried to like recreate some of those things that you like, but like lower calorie or lower point or like just to like satisfy those cravings? I haven't because like, well, okay. Some of the things I'm good about, like a burger, I can recreate easily. Um, right. Well, like they have like these like little like cheese, fried cheese curds. Mm. and that I'm like I don't know how I could right yeah <laughs> um and that's my main and like, also, like, a really healthy good... cheese curd recipe yeah. what else no <laughs> yeah it's like that's like one of my main things and I'm like mm. I'm always like yeah maybe get a double set of cheese curds and like sometimes I'll put two and I'm like ah oh, shucks sometimes I'll put too many and then I like can't eat them all and I'm like okay well what am I supposed to do now I mean I do throw them away because I'm like what else I'm not gonna eat them if I can't finish them but yeah it's always a weird mix of like I guess depending on who's working, they'll just do whatever they want. And I'm like, I need you guys to be consistent so that I can have my five cheese curds and go on my way. <laughs> like, I wish I wish more fast food places had, like, smaller serving option size yeah. options. Or, like, yeah, like, can I just get, like, a little baby size of this, not, like, a ginormous bucket, you know? Yeah, because they do have, like, a junior tray. Um, but even that's still a lot of food, so I'm like, in reality it's not any and it is better I guess but Mm. it's still a generous amount of food and I'm like I do order the junior tray and I'm still like man I should not have done that afterwards (laughs) but you live and you learn and I'm gonna try and really keep myself uh disciplined in that so that I don't just mindlessly go and order food because I want I have ghost meat I have ghost meat so Yes, that's all you got to say to yourself when you see that restaurant. Just say, I got goals. I got mm-hmm. goals. I'm going to go home and eat, you know, whatever is at home, you know? Um, yeah. So so what is your one small goal then for this week? Because um, that's, that's one of those moments, right? Where you're having a change in your schedule and in your routine. And those mm-hmm. are the moments we want to convert back to what's comfortable. Yeah. Um. I'm going to try to, well, I guess my one goal would be, I'm going to say I'm going to go to cookout once, only once this week. Okay. Um, If at all, hopefully not at all, but if anything, I'll go once. Give yourself um, that one, on like, you got to have a little bit of flexibility, you know, with yeah. Goals, so yeah. Um. Okay. So I might, if I, I'll go once and then if I'm hungry after rehearsal, I will come home and I'll make myself some eggs or some, a sandwich or something. And then I will go to bed. I'm not going to, or I'll, maybe I will just go to bed. I'm, I'm in, the odds of me being hungry are very low. <laughs> um. It's mostly me being greedy Um. and being like, I want food. I want all the food, but it's like, I don't need all the food. I'm not, if you're not hungry, like if I'm not hungry, I do not need to eat. And if I am hungry, I'll have a little bit and then I'll sit down so I don't get indigestion while I sleep. And then I'll go to bed. And it's okay to not always have what you really want most. Even if I do want that cookout quesadilla so bad, it's okay to not have it. Yes. 
So I'm trying to remember that. It's like, it's okay to deny ourselves certain things when you can have, if you know you can have them another time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and again, that's, yeah. That, that's that reframing of the thinking, right? Like mm-hmm. that quesadilla is not going anywhere. Yeah. It'll be there. You know, you don't have to have it every time you think about it or, mm-hmm. you know, or triggered by that sign. Yeah. I hate that. That's why I hate watching regular TV too, the commercials. I'm like, now I want yeah. Pizza Hut. I literally haven't thought about Pizza Hut in years. And I was <laughs> watching the stupid TV. <laughs> they make it look so good too. They do. And then you order it and it's never that good. Yeah. It's never that good. Um, yeah, my week is pretty much just this is my first full week back home. Um, so just getting fully back on routine, um, you know, post vacation, I drank a lot of alcohol, vacation, <laughs> um, and ate a lot of food and, you know, just enjoyed myself. So since I've gotten home, sweets are my, like, that's my downfall or sweets. Mm-hmm. I love sugar. I could eat like a whole pack of peeps for breakfast like Mm. I got a sugar problem um it's not a problem but you know that's something that I always have to be mindful of is like it's okay to have sweets and I do have sweets every day and I have Mm -hmm. my journey but moderation right and having um you know healthier options that fit in my goals um because sweets are those that man they're so high in calories. Like before you know it, you can consume three, 4,000 calories and sugar and mm-hmm. cookies and all that. Um, so this week I'm just really trying to focus on getting back to like my normal, mm-hmm. um, back to my, you know, my sweets that satisfy my sweet craving, but aren't, you know, a whole four pack of crumbled cookies. Yeah. Moderation. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, and we'll be back next week with more. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.